Welcome to the Mere and Powerful Podcast, where we believe in going far by going together. Welcome everyone to another episode of Mirrors and Powerful Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Pape. And Rebecca Pape, and we are really excited about this one. We had the fortunate opportunity to sit down with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman, the Monica Padman. Mm -hmm. She was delightful. So was Dax. Uh, They host a podcast called Armchair Expert, uh, which is a fascinating podcast as well as one of the top rated podcasts in the U.S. And we had the opportunity to interview them. But the day before, they were actually in Seattle and they sold out the Paramount Theater. That's right. They had a live podcast recording of their own with Dan Savage. And so we referenced that in our conversation a few times with them. It was a, a, a great conversation. We were able to flip the script on them when they're in our studio in Seattle. Uh, yeah, we talked about a whole host of things. But did. I would say, you know, for sure we talked about podcasting because who isn't producing a podcast right now? That's right. We talked about what it's like to work with your spouse. Um, of course, social enterprise. We touched on the Porigami Yeah, we had a great conversation. Uh, Also, what's really cool is that uh, this all came about because we are now co-branding with Armchair Expert on mere tumblers. And so if you go to armchairexpertpod.com, these tumblers will be available uh, on their website uh, for you to enjoy. And one public service announcement here, there's a little bit of inappropriate language sprinkled throughout. So earmuffs for the kids. Earmuffs for the kiddos. Without any further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. I have no idea how much you guys know about Mir, and we can um, jump into it, but I had a um, kind of a life or death experience in 2006 where I was uh, filming for a local ski mountain, ended up breaking my femur in half. On the, ma- on on the, the mountain. On the mountain skiing, oh. filming the whole thing. And when you break your femur, you can bleed to death in about yeah. 10 minutes. Oh so I had this like God. very sudden life or death experience, and the first thing I thought about was like, we had been dating for three years, and I was like, "I gotta marry her." Aww. Right. If I was dying right now, I would yeah. want to die. So if I hadn't her. done that, who knows? Who knows? Uh huh. Wow. Um, what what, what mountain were you on? Uh, Stevens Pass. Stevens Pass. Yeah. yeah. Broke your. Uh, you could you die in ten minutes? I had no idea. Your, yeah. If you hit your femoral artery and you don't get treatment, like medevac or anything, um, it's like an appendix situation. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. But the only reason you knew that is because our buddy had broken his femur like the season prior. Yeah snowboarding was it a twist fracture it was no fortunately it didn't compound it just um was straight hit the tree and broke right in half oh wow yeah clean break clean well, it was a little gnarly like the ends of it actually mm-hmm. a nice, like nice ugly me, photo i wouldn't know i wouldn't have thought about that oh i just God. would have been like, like oh, oh, go tomorrow serious <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i'll yeah, get there you. sometime <laughs> oh, oh yeah horrifying. that is clean Ooh. clean clean oh wow nice and clean and it is uh very far over yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there, that's a lid. <laughs> that's a lid. There's the steel. So the, the the great irony is that I have a giant stainless steel rod inside my body. Uh-huh. Ah, and we make steel bottles. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a fortuitous. I would say serendipitous. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, I have an armchair lodged in my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, I am really curious. Um, actually, we'll just ask on the show. Are you guys ready? I'm almost done with your coffee. Oh, we're oh, ABC. We're, we're ABR. Always yeah. be recording. Always be yeah. recording. Mm-hmm. All right, I love it. Uh, Tell me what you're doing here. I mean, I understand this is pour over. Yeah, this is pour over. Uh, okay. This is actually our new porigami. Um, Ooh, porigami. The porigami. Mm. So it, oh. it flat packs um, into this guy. Oh wow! So super small. Yes. Um, cool. And uh, hmm. yeah, we launched on Kickstarter a month, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, it was like a month ago. 
a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's doing pretty well. And then, nice. uh, yeah, the idea was as I was traveling around the world, I was using like AeroPress and other things. And uh-huh. I just got tired of the clean, just pods, like freaked me out. I hate pods. Like Because of the waste? Cough. That and just like injecting hot coffee through plastic or just hot water through plastic. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like. Not great, maybe. Not stoked on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that what, was part of it. What do they call that? Plastic. No, leaching. Yeah, yeah. Leaching. Leach, yeah. 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 Even though it's quote unquote safe. That's mm-hmm. what they say. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so then we invented this this origami um, for portable pour over coffee. Cool. So we're, yeah, we're doing it. And then it's Paul's owned uh, Burundi. I don't know if this is anecdotal, but it appears just on Instagram that people are really rediscovering camping. Is it? Is it not a movement? It feels like. Yeah. Like I Charlie think... and Ryan, all of our cool friends have like really committed now. They're a big chunk of their life to camping. Yeah, I just I wonder if it's a regional right. thing. Are they, are they LA based? Yeah, uh-huh. LA. Where do you go? Oh, it's all over the place. Places, yeah. yeah. El Capitan is about 100 miles north. It's on the ocean. You can camp there. Uh, all over the Angeles National Forest, there's camping. They go out into the desert a ton. Yeah. We camp in the sand dunes yeah. a few times a year. When do I, you camp with your kids? Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That just but, sounds... but in a trailer. Well, both. Yeah. El Capitan's a tent. Right. And they fall in between the air mattress in the middle of the night and... Uh, you don't know how they survive. I, I, I found one of them. I'm like, how long has she been between this air mattress? <laughs> and the we, Delta I mean, had fallen between the air mattress and the side of the tent. And it was like oh 40 out. God. Oh, there you are, sir. This is so exciting. Yeah, a little pour over from the Porigami. Mm. Now there's zero. So these are stainless steel. Is that they what are. Yeah. And so there's zero anything uh, zero related anything. So yeah. to cool. stainless steel. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because we put BPA free on it just because consumers are so sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But unless you like lined it with a plastic, which you right. wouldn't. Cause well, well I will more. when I get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, have just, a, you have a can of BPA that you just wipe <laughs> yeah. and scrape onto Slather things. Slather on. <laughs> polypropanol. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of how it's made, and they oh, seem yeah, to be yeah. using poly, polypropylene. You sell Probably. some porcelain mugs on your site, and you uh-huh. have you have a left-handed mug that's oh, really expensive. I was going to ask about that. Two thousand dollars. Have you sold any? We've sold like, ten. Around 10. I think 10 now. So right before we left, someone bought another one. Now it's become a thing. First and foremost, it was an accident. Rob ordered these mugs for our (laughs) attic. It was Rob's fault. (laughs) Well, or his stroke of genius. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we knew there was only a limited amount of them, and uh, so we decided as a joke, like they do at some restaurants, it'll be like a normal burger place, and then you can get the champagne and hamburger yeah. for $200 or whatever. So we're <laughs> like, oh, we'll just put it on there as a joke, and then lo and behold, someone fucking bought one, because we said it comes with our DNA, which it does, because we've drank out of them and whatnot. Um, <laughs> so but it's, then, u- it's used and it's $2,000. Yes, it's absolutely. Actually, it's not used. And, I'll just be honest about that. We give new ones. Really? Yes. We get oh, so okay. the next couple will have DNA, but well, now I feel like false part, advertising because of the DNA claim. But at any rate, let's not get bogged down in legal stuff. Um, I think we, it's <laughs> more legally better to be giving them clean cups. Right. Well, we sold I like one. The spin though. DNA. I know. I know. Yeah. And we felt immediately guilty. We're like, no one should have bought a two thousand dollar mug. This was a joke. Um, so we donated it. We called the person and said, is there a charity you like? In fact, they were from Washington. It was an HR woman that lived uh, somewhere north of Seattle, I'm trying to remember. But uh, And then now that's been kind of a uh, – every time someone buys one, we donate the money. So people basically okay. know they're donating money. Oh, uh, they do at this yeah. point. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We Until we stop doing it. Yeah, they we do. Like, joke. We, we call them and then we uh, – they're on – 
that interview, little small interviews on the show as well. She was at our show last night. Oh, right. Uh-huh. She bought two. <laughs> <laughs> She's purchased her. two $2,000. We should have met her. So we should have. Yeah. Yeah. She, I hope, yeah. I hope she uses those every day. Yeah. I hope or, she uses them with her left hand. Yeah. Yeah. You're like left-handed. This. I am left-handed. Me too. Oh. You are? Yeah. Another thing we have in common. Uh-huh. We were talking about this, and I was like, I'm excited to meet Dax. I feel like we have some things in common. Ooh, tell me the things. Uh, we're both over six feet. Yes, we are. Uh, you like well, Tony we Robbins? both have hot wives. Yep, hot mm-hmm. wives. Uh, Tony Robbins, a fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Do you like The Rock? Uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, Dwayne yeah, yeah, The Rock yeah, yeah. Johnson. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. I feel you. I'm, yeah. I'm more of like, I'm older than you, so for yeah. me, it's more of a Schwarzenegger and mm. a Sly Stallone. Yeah, those, you know, I've, yeah, those guys. The, the, I get the it. The conventional <laughs> alpha male brutes. We thought that you both walk to work, but I don't think that's true. Do you walk true. upstairs? Oh, you're, um, you're not well, in that house yet, right? <laughs> Uh, we're not in that house, yeah. and um, but but it's very close to our house. Monica walks all the time. I drive most of the time, but yeah. in my defense, I feel like I'm always going somewhere. Then after that, mm-hmm. or I'm arriving that whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah, defend yeah. myself. I do yeah. drive there. Yeah, yeah. 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 we yeah. we drive too. Okay, every everyone's <laughs> like, we literally live four blocks up the street. Uh-huh. Yeah, people like you. You walk. Oh. I'll occasion- I we'll occasionally walk together. Yeah, I like walk. Nice. I like the walk. It rained yeah. a shitload this year in uh, L.A. Yeah, they California got its water back. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've lived there for 25 years and. Uh, n- if you added up those all t- previous 24 years, I don't think it would equal the amount of rain we got. It was too got. much. It was That's just, wild. Yeah. Like, it rained the day we left in June, you know, day before June. It, yeah. uh, it doesn't do that. Well, and I would say we didn't get that much rain this past It was really oh, dry. Really? Oh, oh, really? It was dry. Yeah. Oh. It was actually pretty nice. Oh, But no. the mountains got a lot of snow. They got a lot of snow. I know. My mom lives in Hood River. And yeah. And I know Mount Hood's, like, got a ton of snow. A ton snow. of snow. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of snow. Okay. What else? You guys have uh, arm cherries. Yeah, we do. We have meerkats. Oh, oh I like that. Isn't that cute? Yeah, yeah like meerkats. Like dogs that you know, pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's lovely. Uh, we also have a new meerkat. We bought a snow cat for a trade show. So now there is the meerkat, meerkat. As in oh. a, a snow cat that you would groom a... Yeah, or just go up the mountain and haul your friends and okay. go sledding. It doesn't have a... Uh, it's a retro. It's like it. No, it doesn't. Uh, it's like old school. What year? Uh, 63. Okay, I yeah. know exactly. Yeah, what an old tucker. Like. It's much smaller than the much small. Yeah, 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 much much smaller, much <laughs> much less expensive. Those are cool. Um, in the sand dunes, uh, people's sand rails get um, you know broken out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Glamis is 400 square miles of dunes. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, sometimes nothing can pull out a truck that's stuck out there. And there is a huge snow cat just from like a, res, you know, <laughs> a goes ski resort there. that goes through the sand dunes and can pull anything out. It's pretty impressive. I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, so, social, I mean, socially minded businesses. This bar, Hello mm-hmm. Bello. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't but, know. But you know, left-handed? that's definitely, yeah. I would not take a ton of credit for that. That's my wife. I would, yeah. I would have to I was going to ask you, how too. much are you involved with? With either of those, um, not this bar at all. That's her. Um, but uh, hello, Bello, a ton. But her, we have different uh, concerns. I have a chip on my shoulder about income inequality, so I just wanted everything to be cheap. Oh, that's awesome! I'm there looking at a picture of the snow cat. Oh, that, that is, is fantastic. Really cool. um, Mount Hood too. Oh no shit! Yeah. Oh wow, that fits on a trailer. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh oh, Dax will be buying one <laughs> in an hour. So. <laughs> 
I, I, I was, I'm, I'm very aesthetically motivated. So Hello Bell is very involved mm. with the uh, design of the product. Um, Monica and I wrote much of the copy for the advertising together. The branding is our sense of humor. And then Kristen's very worried about what chemicals are in it. And that was kind of her department. So together we make a good team yeah. in that respect. Yeah. I love that. Like I grew up drinking well water and all my neighbors have neurological diseases. So I'm not <laughs> overly concerned about anything. I think I've already been poisoned thoroughly <laughs> from. Yeah. You're like I'm good. Yeah. But Kristen, because I, I work with Kristen on her all of her projects, really, and she she's very socially minded in ev- everything, yes. everything she does. And even like the um, corporate partnerships she picks, there's always some charity tie in, even if we don't promote that there always is right so it's it's a big it's a big component of her career and, mm-hmm. and yeah. the whole the whole house you know yeah. has you, she always you, been that way dax yes i mean she went to like brazil to help to deliver kids in when she was 20 Africa, yeah, yeah 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 wells yeah. Charity totally. water yeah very yeah. charitable very philanthropic yeah cecilia which is kind of like our monica worked <laughs> at charity water for a while oh, oh you did. Yeah. scott harris yeah, yeah. Harrison. Uh-huh. Harrison. Harrison. Fact check. <laughs> Real time. <laughs> Real time fact yeah. checking. He was great. He's wonderful. He's a he good. Yeah, he's a good dude. Story. Yeah. 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 You were, but you were skeptical. Uh, this, this is all, what else we have in common. You are skeptical of chari- charities, similar to I am skeptical of social enterprises. Ah. Define a social enterprise for me. It's very broad. So uh-huh. there's there's multiples. There's there's people who are actually uh, like how Rob and I met from crochet kids where the, the, the act is like the person who's making the garment is fair trade or educated. There's additional things that are happening from the actual product made. Yeah. Then there's other social enterprises where it's more of a consumer product and they're Mm -hmm. choosing to do something with revenue profits or the product, you know, Tom's the classic, you know, buy one, give one or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm very leery and skeptical of the other, the, the Toms and others of the world who are giving something. So I was a little skeptical of this bar, but I know Ravi and we've actually, um, work together a bit. Oh, you uh, have? Yeah, because my, my whole beef is that many social enterprises, the crutch is the give and the hook, mm-hmm. not the product. So the product mm. is garbage. Uh, right. They're trying to get someone to buy it based on the, a heartstring tug, yeah. which is kind of like Scott, where he was like, you know, the typical ad was like fly babies and call this number and donate, and it was guilt, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's my thing is, I want the product to be really well made. It has yeah. to, if you're competing in the marketplace, it has to be the best product. The product has to be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I think for any that. longevity yeah. as well, that would be pretty necessary. Yeah. Required. And I think you're seeing that a little bit with Tom's. The hats off to them for the growth they've had, but the shoes fell apart really quickly, and I think that was part of the problem. Mm. Yeah. But, well, um, so that's my that's my, my mine bad. is more. Um, here I go. Uh, from being an, <laughs> uh, an anthropology major, almost every single. Oh gosh, wait, what did you major in? Anthropology. Yeah, we we don't have that in common. But I was gonna. Yeah. Well, what is anthropology? The study of man, and then there's and woman cultural yeah. man in the most broad sense of human. 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 Yeah. human. I'm just human. translating exactly. It's okay, from humanity. Latin. Humanity. <laughs> Careful. Well, just man from Latin, anthros man. Apologies. <laughs> study of yeah. so i'm not it's not anyways uh, <laughs> there's still, also a store <clears throat> called Anthem. there is yes. for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for women for women only, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only. yeah okay okay keep going but within anthro there's there's cultural anthropology that's studying uh, you know culture how we communicate uh what how do people get married how do they have kids what are the rites of passages all that stuff then there's physical anthropology which is more like studying bones and uh you know osteology and um the archaeological record uh 
learning how man has evolved, human has evolved, um, our common ancestries, all that stuff, the, the, bi the biology and, and the uh, physical aspect of it. Um, but in cultural anthropology, it, you, you can almost not find an example of where white folks went to Africa, always well-intentioned, and didn't mm -hmm. cause downriver issues that were probably worse than the ones they were confronting. So that's just where I come from. So I'm yeah. always like, it, there's always a level of arrogance I'm worried about. And... And just great intentions don't equal great results, uh, yeah. unfortunately. And yeah. so that's why Kristen and I are a great team because she's endlessly uh, empathetic and optimistic, and I'm not. I'm a misanthrope and I'm pessimistic. So between the two of us, like I'll challenge, like, okay, well, what what happens then? You know, what what, what comes next? So you build this well, and then people will move there. Like, what what's all gonna happen? And so, um. I think it's a good unit in that way. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be stuck in my own pessimistic, uh, misanthropic <laughs> point of view. Uh, so I, I welcome others who don't share my Yeah, view but I think world. it is a healthy... Yeah, you're challenging one another. Yeah. And then under all that, to be fully honest, is, is if you've been fooled by adults as a kid and you're aware of it, you just genuinely don't trust things on the, the surface. And I'm of that variety. I don't... I don't take much that anyone says uh, to be the truth yeah. unless vetted. And that matches my own baggage. So. I would echo that because on because in business, when I see a, a product that says it's giving back, you know, which which Scott has a bent about. Um, but if it's if it's doing any sort of generosity and they say, oh, X percent of profits, 100 percent, 10 percent, whatever the percentage is, goes mm -hmm. back to charity. You go to their website. It doesn't say how much they've given. Mm -hmm. You email them. They don't tell you how much they've given. And the reality is if they're not profitable, 10 percent of zero is still zero. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. my skepticism always come from there's there's a lack of transparency in many social enterprises who say they do good and they maybe they do maybe they don't right um, and yeah. so that's when we when we formed Mir it was all about being transparent telling people uh, how much we give there's a code on the bottom of every product you register on our website we'll actually show you GPS coordinates photos videos we're very transparent how much about do the grant you making give? we give three percent of our top line revenue and so for us, revenue was super important because we weren't profitable for the first f about four or five years. Uh -huh. And so we chose to still give because it was something that we were committed to in long term, you know, as part of the business model, um, eventually to make money. But if you're on profitability, it's, it can swing wildly from year to year, depending on if you're growing 100 percent, 50 percent, whatever it is. Um, Just really quick side yeah. note. Do you watch the profit? Oh yeah, I love that yeah. show. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah, I actually kind of felt like we were, <laughs> yeah. we were delving yeah. into the yeah. profit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of profit, yeah. yeah what's uh, the guy's name? Uh, My wife's so hot for him. Uh, oh, what is it? Well, Marcus. Yeah, the guy uh, that comes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Marcus. Mark Cuban. Uh, no, no. no. Uh, this is Marcus. You've watched it with us. The profit. I've never seen it. He turns around. Business. Okay. So I don't know who it is. Okay. Well. But he's sexy. I'll, uh, to her. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I look forward in. to. I'm it. not. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start watching. No, don't tune in. He's, he's very yeah. sexy in the classic Kristen sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. So we do. Yeah. We do top line just to be transparent. <laughs> That's great. Um, now, though, do you yeah. at all think? Well, okay. Well, if I um, am transparent about my top line, I'm telling people three percent. Now everyone knows exactly what my growth. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it crosses their mind. People, you can do the calculation. We're about to cross a million dollars in, in grant making. Um, so cumulative sales have have crossed over thirty million dollars right. since inception. Yeah. yeah. But you don't know what that is through the last ten years of business. So it's and it's one of those things where you start to ask why enough times. Mm -hmm. You're like, does it really? You know, if if one of our competitors, Yeti or whoever else, knows our revenue, mm -hmm. whatever. 
What yeah. are you going to do about it? You know? Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, if you're going to yeah. sell the place, you'd have to d- disclose all that anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think, We're willing to yeah. make a cash offer today. Okay. We came yeah. up here. We came yeah. with a Rob, box of cash. Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob has yeah, a Nike <laughs> box. <laughs> we had a lot of boxes up front. <laughs> yeah, Black boxes. It's a, ca- yeah. it's a cash offer. All right. It's $2,600 in cash, okay. and it is in cash. It's real cash. <laughs> Does it come <laughs> with a left-handed cup? And there's a left-handed cup in there. Yeah. So it's really $4,600 of value. Exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm curious because we we got connected through Rob, mm-hmm. who knew my good friend Stu, who started uh, Known Supply, which is a great organization. How do, this is what I remember you saying that you guys were going to buy a cheap plastic thing, and you actually had one of our product stacks. Is that true? And you said, "Hey, look oh, at yeah. Mirror." Well, so I'm curious how you know. I want to. You heard about Mirror? I want to give uh, uh, Miniature Mouse Monica, Emmy nominated Miniature Mouse Monica, <laughs> the credit of saying. <laughs> I don't think we can have a plastic product because we talk so much about how we're disturbed by the plastic. The product. plastic industry. Yeah. And then, yeah. okay, so so it was her uh, goodness, and then I said, "Ooh, I have one I love that we should try to make," and it was y'all's. Which one is it? Do you know this right that one? here? Yeah, yeah. Although it, it has, a, does it have a logo on there? It had a doodad. Uh, Did there. it have a logo? I don't Could have been blank. We have. It might have been. There's so we many. have about a hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you go, if we go to, if you go do Ellen, you're oh, on that talk show. Sick. You get a bag that's got five yeah. different mm. things in it. If you go to Kimmel, yeah. you do like oh, all yeah. these shows we do. We end up with thermoses and stuff. So and we, totally. we would never need to buy one. And now we're selling. And now ours. we're partnered. I love and it. Yeah. They'll be there. Yeah. yeah. So these have the code too. They ours do. They do have the code. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you can register it. That's so cool. You can see. You know, it's interesting. There are, uh, uh, like, occasionally I'll go, oh, God, Kristen's such a good person. I really need to pick up the pace. But I'll say this. <laughs> there are different versions. So you guys seem to be someone that's uh, macro, like you're trying to take on something very big. That, to me, feels overwhelming and daunting. Mm-hmm. And I'm pessimistic that change can happen on such a big scale, just because that's where I come from. Yeah. And then I like get dude sober, like one on one. I'm meeting with someone five days a week. Yeah, so yeah. I'm good at that. Like I'm I'm good at uh, okay. Here's a real person. It's it's manageable for me. Uh, it doesn't uh, extend beyond my empathetic capacity to yeah. care for six thousand people at once. Um, but I, if it's if it's manageable, I love being of service to people. I just I, I'm I'm just very specifically uh, geared more towards yeah, yeah. something smaller and more. Uh, in my face, hands on. Both and, things should be happening. Yeah, and they are. So that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of our, so you know, Everlane, right? Apparel company. Oh yeah. Out of SF. Yes. Yes. Um, we did a partnership with them, um, and they had a, a beautiful piece of marketing, and it, and I was talking about the plastic waste issue. Mm-hmm. And on the back, it said, "Do you remember what it said? It said." Um, it said it was a quote. It said, um, "I'm just one person." Said mm-hmm. seven billion people. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which was which I found it, obviously trying to get seven billion people to do the same thing very difficult. Right. Uh, but I like that idea of that. You know, I, I agree with you. It's when it's one per. You're like, ah, oh, I'm just one person, right? Yeah. Um, the way we look at it internally. So our our mission statement is actually to empower people for a better future, mm-hmm. and it's kind of threefold. It's we want to do that within our own team members. So like Cecilia, we want to empower our own employees mm-hmm. to grow to be better 
hopefully if they if they move on they're better people mm-hmm. um and if they're within mirror they grow and they're better uh then our products so this is where the product piece is really important we don't sell bottled water you mm-hmm. know we sell reusable drinkware we want people to live better lives with the use of our products mm-hmm. and then because um you know that life experience i was talking about we want to do something with our business that's beyond just us selling a product and so that's the part it, it does feel daunting but that's well the, let yeah. me also how old are you uh, 33. No, You're 34. 34. I just mm-hmm. turned 34. Yeah, yeah. I forget. Okay. I don't like birthdays, so I'm, I always so forget. So in, in that short, I'm 10 years older than yeah. you. And the difference between your childhood and mine is when we went as a family on a road trip, we bought a ton of McDonald's in big bags. And then when we were finished eating, we rolled the window down. We <laughs> throwed the whole fucking bag, just pushed <laughs> it right out the window. That was completely standard. Every single person did it. When you threw your bag out, it hit another bag on the side of the road that the nice family in front of you had thrown out. That was how you did business in the 80s. So my evolution from that, someone who threw all my waste out of a moving car, to now is pretty huge. Yeah. And it would make sense that you entered a world where you couldn't throw your McDonald's out the window and now you're going 10 steps forward. Yeah. So I'm saying my 10 steps may have already happened. <laughs> I, my, my, my transformation. No. Yeah. Ha- you can take 10 more. I don't know. Ten, how, how many steps do people have steps. in their You life? had box water, not plastic bottled water on stage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Hello Bello alone, it's all plant-based materials. It and is. you guys are super transparent about what But you know what's funny about that? That that's motivated by a totally different thing for me than the planet. What it's motivated by is we had all that for our kids cuz we have money. It's mm-hmm. not fair that to me that my friends in Michigan don't have access to that. There's not a boutique place in their town and if there is it's fucking way too expensive. Mm-hmm. So I had such a different motivation is just no I shouldn't have anything anyone else can't have. And if I'm in a position because I can walk into Walmart and start with an economy of scale that will make the prices that, I will do that. But motivated much, you know, out of a much different thing. Now Kristen very much just about uh, reducing the percentage of products in that space that aren't sustainably harvested mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's not me. Mm-hmm. But the reason it's not fair is because it's a better product across the board. It totally is. Yeah. So you can recognize that those things are better for the planet for the person. So that's the reason there's an inequity there because Yeah, and it, but but again for me it was just selfishly motivated. The stuff yeah. we were using had less chemicals in it. I didn't want my babies getting fucked right. up by chemicals. So that I had no, you know, benevolent view of anyone else. But once I did that, then my class warfare thing kicked in, which is my motivation for it. So anyways, all the all results. Roads lead to <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ends can all be the yeah. same. The means don't have to match. Means are slightly up. different. And yeah. So for me, I'm just. Oh, I'm being honest. I yeah, would yeah. not say that I am someone who wakes up in the morning and thinks, "How am I going to fucking cure Zika today?" Uh, you know, how am I going to deal with uh, uh, malaria? I, I just don't. I don't yeah, think yeah. that. Well, and, and you're I, so far removed from it. And honestly, we are too. I mean, yeah, it's really easy to lose sight of it well, when it's not right in front of you. Do you know these palm? Uh, Paul Bloom studies. We talk about it a lot. Yeah, empathy studies. Empathy mm. studies. Very famous. You know, you show uh, people a picture of a young girl who's poor and needs food. Yeah, and those people will want to donate to that. If you add a second quote, their sibling to the photo, the uh, conversion ratio goes down a bit. And then as you add more and more people, people's um, willingness to contribute to that go down. It's oh, it's because it's inversely they correlated. It, well, because 
we are a physical being that evolved and we have a capacity for empathy and it's affected in a lot of ways. And so we, it stops, the more it stops resembling us or our family or our kids, we, now it's like, well, I can't really relate to having a hundred dependents and now it's overwhelming and I'm out. Mm -hmm. So I'm whatever that scale is, that spectrum, I'm very, I'm on a zero and my wife's a 10. Like anything beyond two, we were just <clears throat> saying this, we have two fucking dogs. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. One we've had for 15 years. She's deaf and, and blind, uh, blind. I've heard about that one. Lola. She sounds Lola. like a total sweetheart. She's the yeah. best. Yeah. She's a fierce beast. She, is, yeah. she yeah. beat up a coyote in our yeah. car, which is crazy because she's, yeah. she's the size of yes. like you rolled up a carpet from a welcome mat uh, in your front door. That's how big she is. But um, then we, um, my, when I say we, I mean my wife just then adopted another dog that's got to be, I don't know, 70, 75 years old. Plus. Missing an eye. Plus. Geriatric. Yeah. Yeah, can't see, can't hear, just runs into the walls all day, poops and pees in the house every One 40 eye. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we. And have, this just uh, happens, like, you guys don't have a conversation about it. It just happens. Yeah. She says, I'd like to bring this dog home. And is I the says, dog in the car or is it already. No, no, yeah. it's on a website. <laughs> She'll be showing it to me. Uh, but there, there was an incident with the dog. It fell off something, and my wife was completely upset, and she was crying. And we have a four year old and a six year old. And I told her, Look, I'm so sorry. This has exceeded my bandwidth for <laughs> I can take care of you and the two kids, and then I'm pretty much at my limit. I can't, we can't pile on these dogs. For me, I just don't have the capacity. Yeah. You're kind of there with I that have dog. a limit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 This dog under the table. I, yeah. I oh, wouldn't winter. be sad to see <laughs> oh, her go. Oh, you're like Dax in this scenario. I'm the same. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of emotional energy that mm -hmm. maybe could be going to the other places that need emotional energy. <laughs> but and, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It is. It's, and I'm yeah. so grateful that we're all so different. And mm -hmm. there are people that are on every side of every argument because there are folks that want to take care of the dogs with one yeah, eye. And need, they need taken care <laughs> of. I just, care. that's not going to be my thing. Yeah, yeah. She almost got shut into the refrigerator oh, the other day. A dozen times. And it's yeah. just, and you step on her every five minutes and then oh. you feel bad. Mm -hmm. Ooh. So it's ride a ride with that dog. <laughs> it's a heavy emotional experience <laughs> to ha to foster this dog. Oh, that's oh, funny. No. Taffy, We're talking about anti-fostering animals on here. That's not. Good. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to be real honest about. Yeah. Uh, no one should aspire to certain aspects of what I'm doing because yeah. I'm not very aspirational in that <laughs> way. <laughs> That's real talk, though. I like it. Yeah, but I we like have it. different yeah. things, you know. There's like uh, there are things that I am helpful to people. Yeah. In, so, creative. I think coffee. your I think your honesty is probably the top reason why most people listen to the show. Don't you think? I it's I so hope. refreshing. Mm -hmm. The vulnerability and the honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, when we have live shows and when we have Q and A's and then and they go well, <laughs> generally what we find. Because uh, you can learn, you, you can be doing the podcast in your little studio, which we did for a while, and then you're just guessing at who likes the show and why they like the show. But we love this podcast, Sam Harris's podcast, and whenever he has live shows and he has uh, uh, questions from the audience, they spend about six minutes convincing him that they too are a genius. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. The appeal of his podcast is he's a neuroscientist and he's very, very smart and he talks to very, very smart people. So, of course, the people who ask questions want him to know they're very, very smart, too. It's laborious and, <laughs> and I, it's uh, it's insufferable. Now, our first live show, we turned the mic over to the audience. The first girl was like, 
oh my God, I'm so flustered. I was wearing this dress and my thighs were all sweaty and then they were slipping everywhere and then I felt gross. So I had to go next door to Ross and get these weird <laughs> basketball shorts and I feel like, and, uh, and I was like, oh, well, that's gr- what a funny story. And then the next person gets up and uh, she's like, oh my God, I my armpits hurt, blah, blah, blah. And my hair, like, and when you started seeing this pattern of like, Oh, what they want us to know is they too are vulnerable and mm-hmm. they're willing to admit they're insecure and feel scared. And I was like, I like that. I like that that's the thing uh, yeah, that people nice are mirror. connecting with. Yeah. yeah. When you have these Q&As to see like, oh, what are you giving? Because they're like receiving it and giving it back to you in real time. It's like an yeah, inertia, equal or opposite mm. reaction. We're getting the equal reaction. It seems to be just owning your fears, insecurities. Your faults and, and, and yeah. faults. Yeah. yeah. Uh, totally. To be fair, though, you guys did not do a Q&A last night. It's we, because we got burned we, the night We before. had a, a little bit of a <laughs> interesting show in San Francisco in the Q&A. So Spicy. we decided to maybe take a break. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, simmer. It was like a twofold thing. One, we had had a lot of crazy people. And then a lot of people that were there complained about the crazy people. And uh, and Dan's uh, Savage's story is just so beautiful and just ended so perfectly. I was like, we don't need what's to going on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it was good. How often do you guys record live? And what's different about it? What do you like about it? Not like about it? Once a month at this point, once a month, two shows a weekend for the weekend. Um, I think Rob said, did you say that was our 14th last? We started a year ago and we've done 14. Live. Yeah, live shows. And then we have four coming up in the Midwest, um, Cleveland, Detroit, Minneapolis, and Chicago. It was such a fascinating, I mean, I knew the event we were headed to, but. You know, parking, arriving at the Paramount, people filing in to listen to a conversation. Yeah. I mean, it feels like we're going back to some time period that I didn't exist in where there weren't TVs and there maybe there wasn't even radio. And so what do you do with yourself? You listen to each other, have conversations. Yeah. Well, and to go back to Sam Harris, the whole reason we decided we might want to try it live is um, he sold out the uh, Kodak Theater. Was it Kodak? Ace, right? No, no. Well, uh, he also did that. But the first show that oh. we saw was the Kodak, like Hollywood and Highland, that mm. big big oh, theater yes. where yes, the Oscars yes. are. Anyways, mm-hmm. gigantic yeah. venue, 3,800 seats or something. And it was sold out. And then he sat down and talked with Steven Pinker, who is a professor at uh, Har- yeah, Har- Har- Yale or Harvard. And it was as dense as you can imagine. Yeah. And um, n- neither of them co- are comedians and people were riveted and I was like oh, yeah. oh this is somehow riveting just to watch two people converse uh, and we're a bit funnier than that show so <laughs> maybe we could Slightly. do it too yeah uh, so we Especially tried it last night <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so we tried it and we really really liked it and um, I would say how they differ is they tend to generally be more comedic just because we're yeah hands. a little mm little less intimate in the live space than in our attic obviously uh but we still get moments like we still get moments of real connection yeah, like and last night dan i thought th- three different times was like very emotional yeah. And, and, oh yeah when you could feel the energy from the audience the laughter and, yeah, yeah exactly we've had a couple like that that really just worked out beautifully yeah. the, this guy gordon keith we know in texas we did yeah. he, we had him in dallas and it was like everything you'd want he was a hysterical out of 10 he told a story that made me cry. I told a story that made him cry. And then we were funny again. And I was like, mm-hmm, oh, that's perfect. the perfect thing for us. Yeah. Also, going back to what you said about kind of like we're heading backwards in time a little bit in media in some ways. I think it's because 
there's so much content and news and stuff where people are talking at each other and nobody's really listening to Mm. each other. And so podcast conversations are sort of a nice reprieve from that where you, you are forced to listen to each other and have actual connection. And I think people are craving that currently. And so there's something nice about watching people have an intimate back and forth and listen and I think the good podcasts are the ones that do that. Yeah. yeah. The ones that don't really survive, I think, don't do that. And I think you guys touched on one of your episodes about this. And, and this is, I've been just catching myself when I when I connect or someone starts complaining or mm-hmm. bitching oh, about something yep. mm-hmm. and realizing that like making a connection point on something positive is such a better way to have in a relationship. Yeah. And yeah. I think podcast does provide that commonality. Obviously, some are very interesting podcasts and people connect on weird levels but uh, if there's a conversation about an expert or somebody you can have that conversation with your colleague your neighbor whoever else yeah that's something that's like unifying versus just like oh i'm so tired of trump or just whatever you yeah. know and it's just like this super negative yeah well and in the that was the original goal it was like hey there's all these people listening to this podcast and they're probably curious about who um, who in their community also listens to it you know and so when we do a live show, what's happening is like all these armchairs are like, oh, shit. OK, so that's what that's what, you know, this is the group I'm in. There's like this cool community, community yeah. building. You like have no idea what they look like until. Yeah. yeah. And they don't know who in their community also digs this thing. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of like a fisherman seeing fisherman at sea. There's something cool about them getting to see each other, I think. And our friendship was sort of uh, forged in listening to podcasts and talking about them and Mm -hmm. debating about them and so it seemed all natural is it the most fun thing you guys have ever done yeah 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 well i'd say it's tied for me with directing Mm -hmm. movies that's a pretty much a 10 as well but doing um, like a comedy show is high up too but yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so do you guys then get breaks to pursue those things as well or is it all armchair expert right now oh no um I'm on three different TV shows, and then... I knew that. Yeah, and then we do the podcast, and then Monica's in 85 commercials, and she writes everything for Kristen. Yeah, we're all then balanced, Rob juggling. A, yeah, Rob, yeah, yeah, balanced. Rob's a gardener on the show. <laughs> Rob's a gardener. You're on a game show. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, I have a game yeah. show coming yeah. out yeah. in a couple of weeks. Couple Rob of produces another podcast, too, so he, he's in the big time in the podcast In the podcast game. world. Yeah. yeah. He eats, sleeps, breathes. Yeah. Hello there. Pardon the interruption. We have a very important public service announcement for you. And this one has been a long time in the making. It has. We are introducing the Mere Kids Wide Mouth Bottle today. And it is a sight to see. And you can pick one up on our website for $24.95. And there are some incredible colors and features. It's true. The Kids Wide Mouth Bottle packs a colorful punch with a simple sip straw lid and matching fitted boot for added protection. It is. Uh, I love the pink. Sienna, our daughter, loves the pink as well. Yeah, you look good in pink, thank too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but all... there's a there's an important safety element to this bottle that you wanted to mention. Yeah, there are two features that are fantastic that we designed uh, specifically in this product. There are two stainless steel pins that lock in the spout to prevent it from becoming a choking hazard, uh, which we feel really takes the kids bottle to the top of the market. Um, and it's also very easy to clean. We designed very minimal parts um, because we know kids can kind of be messy. Kids are kind of gross. They're kind of gross and they don't do dishes. So we wanted a bottle that was easy for us to clean uh, to give back to our kids and have a safe product to use. So easy cleaning, cup holder compatibility, safety features in place, suitable for ages three and up. I it mean, is the best kids bottle on the market by far. 
Uh, you can also teach your little one how to purchase with purpose. That is right. So you can you can introduce philanthropy and generosity at a very early age. You can have a great conversation with them. We talk to our kids, uh, mostly Sienna. Gavin doesn't talk yet, so he just listens to us all the time. Uh, but for you podcast listeners, we have an exclusive deal. If you enter podcast at checkout on mirror.com, you will get 20% off site-wide. And this is a podcast listener exclusive. So be sure to take advantage of that discount. And this includes the kids wide mouth bottle. It does. So, so please enjoy. Discount code podcast. So I have, a, I have a question. Yeah. Um, cause you know, you work with your spouse somewhat. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. Alabello. Often. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Uh, as do we, you raise your kids together, you raise your kids uh -huh. together, would, you know, yeah. that's working together. There's just things. Yeah. Yeah. Things life in general. So people are like, how do people often ask me, how do you have a work life balance? And I'm always like, we don't have a, we don't look at life as a work life balance. We have one life. It's chaotic. It's beautiful. It's stressful. It's hard. Uh huh. But I don't expect my employees to necessarily like live that one life because yeah. they're not the owners. Right. Yeah. I'm curious, like, how do you perceive that? Or, or I, in fact, almost that? would never take a job from a husband and wife uh, <laughs> employers. Because I'm like, they don't need to go home. They're at home. And I need to go home. <laughs> that would be scary for me, I think. Um, we actually, at this point, love working together because we both are so busy with other things that, you know, we put the kids down together every night. And then we maybe have an hour and a half where we watch TV. And then that's it. And then quite often that doesn't happen because she's shooting late or I'm shooting late. So when we have things together, like either or getting interviewed we have to do a photo shoot or we're making commercials for Hello Bello or the different commercials we've done or when she's been in movies I've made. Um, we love it because it's just an excuse to hang out all day long yeah. and we're, we're allowed to do that because we're still being productive because yeah. we're both workaholics. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, we get paid but, and then we go and have coffee and right. lunch together and it's date. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also and work. So, you know, <laughs> some people, it's a, it's a bad, bad mix and for us it's a great, great mix. I yeah. think it's when we get along the very best is yeah. when we're um, recognizing um, how well we work together. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's right. We have like a, a good, uh, you know, flow. Totally. Yeah. Do you th it, I don't want to be too broad here, but it seems like most people are surprised, especially when we talk about working together. People are like, oh my gosh, I could never work with my spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hear do you that find a that? lot. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, do, you, do you have any theories like why that is? Because I'm curious because people are like, oh, I'm married my best friend. Well, because and you can't work with them. I know why. Because um, relationships are incredibly hard. Uh, you have to compromise endlessly from what you're going to eat, what restaurant you're going to, when you get there, what you get, what's the order, what are you going to share, you know. And then if you have kids, it's just an endless compromise of, you know, your viewpoints on raising kids and their viewpoints and when are they being spoiled and when are they not this. So it's compromise, 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 which is so hard. Uh, and then people imagine then going to work and having to compromise all day at work. And that sounds terrible, which I understand. But that's what's unique about my wife and I's relationship is we have much different views on life. But weirdly, professionally, we have the exact same aesthetic, the exact same mm -hmm. tone. So we don't argue we're a team against everyone else who would want to not be make the thing we want to make. So that's that's probably why I it, it's a it's actually a reprieve for us because we have finally a shared goal. We want the mm -hmm. thing to be funny in a very specific way. And we both know how to do that. Yeah. I also think people um, need in quotes, I don't know that they actually need it, but they feel that they need their own thing. Like there's so much shared in a family and kids and this and that, that if they go to work together, that's another thing shared and mm -hmm. they need something independent of like, 
I, I don't know. I, I think get that for sure. Yeah, I want my own identity stuff. separate from yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that might be part of why it's like I could never do that because that's just another extension of this other thing that I'm sharing. Yeah, I'm already lost in this person. Now I don't even. I'm already have compromised it. half myself in this, so yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good point. Because you think... have a shared identity in the real life. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're a couple, it's like no one's saying just one of you's coming over. It's like where is so and so and so and so. You know, you're kind of you're sharing an identity. And it's kind of nice it's to all, go to work. It's a little ego. Like sometimes I even have that in in this fold where I'm like, okay, so. <laughs> okay, so I wonder if I'll have anything that's like just me separate. Not that I want that. I'm super happy every day. So then, so then I'm, it makes me think like, why do I even, why is it, does my brain even go there? Mm-hmm. Because if you're happy every day, that should be enough. But you know, you're always looking for more and different. Oh, if I were you, my brain would go there nonstop. I'd be like, yeah. oh, this is great. I like it. But does everyone think I only have this because of them? And I need to go do something yeah, that there's no a lot one of can give factors. credit to anything but me. Like that's what exactly what my racket would be I know, but then me. the truth is like, then when I go to a commercial that is completely independent, I f- still feel that about whatever's happening there too. Like, oh yeah, that's separate from this, but then I probably only got that because of this and that. Like, it's 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 just a never-ending process. Well, she, you yeah, gotta she, let yourself she, go. She got a role on something largely because the casting director was a fan of the podcast, and she's like, I don't want to do it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit what way you do it? Like, you just want to <laughs> act like any yeah. anything that helps securing employment as an actor is a big, big win. Yeah, yeah. But that's I would feel that way too. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on last night's uh, standing ovation at the beginning, I would yeah. say you could probably do something on your own. I know. Monica just walks on. How dare you? She's nothing without me. She <laughs> died. <laughs> they were, I, I must uh, hope this doesn't come across the wrong way. I was expecting a, a lovely evening. I was surprised that, A, it was sold out, not mm-hmm. because of not who you are, just I didn't know people would do this yeah um and then you guys have some super fans mm-hmm. yeah. like it yeah. was standing ovation immediately and people were like the hype was strong yeah yeah, yeah. they're uh, good fans it's a yeah. good group. it was impressive <laughs> they're the best i've performed in front of many many audiences over the last 25 years yeah and this there's really nothing like uh, being in front of the folks who like our podcast it's the friendliest room you yeah, could ever walk into as group. a performer and your mom was there that was pretty cool oh yeah i liked yeah, that yeah. you called that out yeah, and my ex-girlfriend's parents, who I hadn't yeah. seen in a while, who I love. Yeah. They're from Marysville. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was I a- got a little nervous. Normally, I talk a lot about that relationship. Especially it's- in the conversation we were having last night, it would have come up more, <laughs> There's most likely. never been a more perfect guest to talk about having had an open relationship. Exactly. And then I was like, I'm going to kind of cut this short yeah. so that uh, my ex-father-in-law you know, doesn't have to hear about our sex life. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably why. That's probably the first time I've ever been self-conscious I doing know, our that's, show. Yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I said that after. I was like, I, I, I wish we could all, in every conversation, consider that person a, an ex-father-in-law. Like, mm. treat them with the respect that we would treat someone like that in our life. Like, yeah. 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 Be more conscious of other people. and yeah. think differently than you. And yeah, but you respect not them. Ignore you don't that, want... that they're also a really beautiful person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, what's going on? Yeah, you here? Some... you have a bubbly. Yeah, water? you want some sparkling? Oh no, I'm good. We got flat too. Oh, oh wow! This uh, all, all the drinking, <laughs> all the drinking. I mean, we are a drinkware company. Yeah, so yeah. Upright Poe too. 
provide the very drinks. on brand. Yeah, yeah. Now let me brand. ask you something. This yeah. is this this starts out as a um I, w- I would assume a uh, oh god what do they call it a little a tube. Does it start as a tube? Mm-hmm. This gets pressed. No. Uh, part of it does. Yeah. Part yeah. of it does. Yeah. Cut a and blank. Pressed. Does a it blank. start with a blank yeah. and then yeah. get pressed yeah. into this shape? Yeah, all the way. Yeah, well, so the tube is about that cylinder size. Uh-huh. Um, and then if you look on the bottom, that part gets stamped and welded. So okay. there's a micro weld around the bottom. Okay. And then the vacuum, it, so the air is actually sucked out of the two walls, uh-huh. which allows for hot and cold to be in there and not feel it from the outside. Right. Um, Oh, um, uh, Bill Nye, uh, the science yeah. guy, was just talking. Yeah, about he could talk it. about thermodynamics. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> the vacuum insulation. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's fancy stuff. That was the big invention. Yeah. Oh, they were doing it with glass, right? In long, long time. Yeah, ago. it used to be glass inners, stainless outers, but then you drop it, and the glass on the inside would break, and uh-huh. uh, so now it's two walls of stainless. Uh, do you think? I th- do you think glass is going to make a comeback? I feel like it is. You know, a little bit. The hard part mm. is. Glass is heavy, it breaks. Yeah. You know, so. It's not very durable, no. Yeah. You can put well, silicone just, around it. It's, just, it's really, yeah. really heavy. It is heavy. Uh, and it's uh, obviously, it's also, isn't it? It's energy intensive to, to create and to recycle. Yeah. yeah. But. And then we're getting rid of plastic. So it's kind of like there's that's the biggest void to probably will end up being yeah. filled. Yeah, the plastic thing is. In the uh, consumer world. So I think it's going to probably be a, a myriad of different solutions that yeah. come our way. Yeah, it's interesting. When people talk about impact, it's, you know, when you look at it, it's like reduce, reuse, recycle. You know, people just want to like, oh, I'm going to do this thing because I can recycle it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to go back a few steps. Like, yeah. hey, how about you just don't consume as much? Right. Or use the solution or the one thing or, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. which is hard because everyone's throwing tumblers at you and you've got a drawer full of 200 tumblers. At yeah, again, house. I yeah. don't think we've purchased one yeah. ever in right. our lives. Yeah. And my wife leaves them everywhere. So people find, like if they just were to follow around my wife throughout the year, they would yeah. have so much You stuff. could track Kristen <laughs> by just following yeah, the yeah, tumblers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she leaves the house every morning with one and then she only comes home with one like every fourth day, maybe. So. <laughs> well, now she has an endl- potentially endless supply That's depending true. on where you stock them. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of our favorite movie, Prestige. Remember mm. he was making the rabbit disappear and he was just sending more and more oh, rabbits right. outside yeah, right. 300 rabbits. yeah out the back door yeah, yeah. 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 you do it with the dumplings <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm excited I think they turned out great the the yellow pops they look great yeah yeah where um are those manufactured uh, so the blanks are made in China okay um, similar to China yes China 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 uh, <laughs> I don't do a Trump impression. Oh, oh I was like, China. What are you but doing? that's the one word more, I feel like I can say. You gotta like get more wine in there. Yeah. China. China. Yeah, it's almost like a G at the beginning. China. Have you seen the YouTube clip where someone spliced him saying China all together for like three minutes? No, oh, I would love that. China, 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 China. 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 Uh, <laughs> I almost feel like he's like. I can't join in. I feel like that's his baby impersonation. Like, China. China. Oh. Like he's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the blanks are in China. Uh, everything we do is uh, is very above board because we work with Patagonia, Starbucks, Blue uh-huh. Bottles. There's lots of lots of audits, um, lots of compliance. Uh, yeah. And then everything we print. So like Armchair Expert, um, I think these ones were printed in Seattle. Uh, so mm. we have a printer network around the around the world, mm. uh, depending on who the customer is and where it's getting shipped and all that. Right. Um, so it's screen printed, and then it's delivered. Not always hand delivered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty in special. Case, yeah. Handle it. yeah. So the the press though, where's the press happen? In China, it does happen. Yeah, yep. China, China. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get anxious having to say it's in China? 
No. You because, don't. No, okay. it's, it's like the giving, you know, when we're like, hey, we give 3%. It's like, I would invite, and if you want to go to the factory, let's go. Let's get right. on the plane and right. go. Right. Um, and it's interesting because over the last 10 years, it's gone from a lot of manual of, of people moving it across the production line to a lot of automation, mm-hmm. which is same thing happened in the US. You know, yep. yeah. you look at people like, oh, it's replacing job. The jobs change. Yep, right. exactly. So a lot of robotics have entered into the supply chain system. So it's um, it's really impressive because you see all these robots moving the bottles down the line, cutting, powder coating, stamping, all of that. Yeah, uh, I'm fascinated with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but in our, uh, in Hello Bella, we have like, I don't know what we have, eight SKUs or something. And oh, that's nice. seven of them are in made in North America. Yeah. And then one thing is made in China. Yeah. But I always feel when I'm asking, I'm like, I'm going to have to tell them it's made in China, but I'm going to explain there's no manufacturing of wipes yeah. anywhere in the North. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel immediately like defensive and scared. Everyone's going to be yeah. like, China. China. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I think the last. Well, I've heard you say if you had committed to making stainless steel products in the U.S. from the get-go, you would have put yourself out of business before. We wouldn't even be able to afford it. Yeah, you wouldn't like here's an Like, here's an example. So we have a, uh, we have a single wall stainless cup. These are all double wall. Uh, we have a single wall, and I, I don't know, we buy like a, a, a lot of units, hundreds uh-huh. of thousands of these. And I thought, surely somebody in the U.S. could make this. Mm-hmm. Hit up the Midwest, a lot of auto part production. It's it's literally a stamping. So that one's yeah. just like a punch, and you're good. Yeah. It's yeah. very simple. I was like, surely mm-hmm. we've got to be able to find somebody. So we retail it for 10 bucks. I sent out a bid. I'm like, you know what? We'll, we'll buy 200000 from somebody if they can produce it for the right price, thinking maybe it'll be double. Quote came back, 17 bucks a unit. Mm-hmm. We're selling these for 10 Right. right. Not going to work. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, somebody else is like, oh, you can do this, but the mold, the tooling mm-hmm. will be $100,000. Right. Kind mm-hmm. of a no-go, you know? Right. And so we follow, we, we focus on the design, uh, the aesthetic, and the quality, mm-hmm. and then we choose the manufacturer. So if it was made in Vietnam or Mexico or the U.S., yeah. we would certainly find you know, that, that manufacturer. Uh, now it's up to us as the brand to make sure it's sourced responsibly. It's audited. You yeah. know, we have third party QA, QC going in there all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the part where I'm like, let's go, let's go right. check out the factory. Yeah. Um, just get on the next yeah. flight to China. China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, it's the easier People's Republic of China. China to go from China to Korea, China <laughs> to Japan. We do a lot of business in Asia. And so it makes sense. Uh-huh. The shipping is a lot closer. Yeah. 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 China and Korea are very close to one another. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but well, it's fun. Yeah. I've not been to Korea. I'm fixing to go. Oh, you, you should are. go. It's so fancy. cool. Yeah. I just really got back cool. from Seoul and it's awesome. it's amazing. Yeah. What's, do you, have, have you been to Japan? Have to have some, a lot of no, kimchi. I haven't been to Japan. Where, been and to I really want to go. I've been to Hong Kong. I've been to Hong Kong's great. Thailand, Malaysia, yeah. Singapore. Oh, man. Japan. Oh. We, we had a baby moon last year in Kyoto, Kyoto, oh, Tokyo. Uh-huh. We were over there for about two weeks last year. Oh cool. yeah, hanging out with our. Did you stay yeah. at the? Um, uh, is it the Mandarin Oriental where they filmed um, Lost in Translation? Oh, uh, was it Intercon? No, uh, I don't we know. didn't stay there. I don't there. know where that was done. This is such a bougie conversation, but I it love is. that movie so much. I want to stay in that hotel and pretend I'm Bill Murray. Oh yeah. yeah. Have He's, you interviewed? Bill Murray? Mm-hmm. No. Isn't he? I hear he's very elusive. He's very elusive. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a le- He's a legend at this point. He's myth. Yeah. 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 He's not even Is a he real even real? person yeah, anymore. Like, yeah. 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 There's a documentary I watched recently about him and, um, it's not the best made documentary, but it, there is a lot of footage of him at like just 
people's apartments. Yeah, just going partying. to birthday parties yeah, yeah. and yeah. Or like go to a bar and then meet somebody and then end up DJing at someone's loft. You yeah. Know? yeah. He's real adventurous. <laughs> I love that. He yeah. like doesn't know, he wakes up not knowing where his day is. If I take him. still drank, that's basically how he lived when I was uh, an alcoholic. I would yeah. just kind of leave my house, uh, grab a beer, and then the, everything else took care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> right. I never had to plan a single fucking thing. It was so easy. <laughs> does make me. Miss you? Question his um, oh, Bills? mental state. <laughs> Perhaps yeah. I don't know. I don't want to start rumors, but that's interesting. You know, I would yeah. love Weird. it if there was a lawsuit: Bill Murray versus Monica Patton for <laughs> defamation. <laughs> <laughs> so how did so with that with your transition mm-hmm. of becoming more famous, not becoming or becoming sober? Mm-hmm. How have you handled becoming a public figure? Is it stressful? Is it enjoyable? Well, there's been many different iterations of it. Like uh, the first six months were awesome. I was super into it. I prayed people would stop me and say they've seen me in something. And then for about, I'd say six years after that, I felt very trapped in it, uh, claustrophobic, uh, powerless. I could not control my surroundings at all. Uh, I was agitated, not friendly always. And then... At some point, I just accepted it, and now I'm pretty good with it. I think I roll around and just, like, I know it's going to happen. I have appropriate expectations, and generally, I'm pretty civil to be around. Uh, but then then yet another chapter started with having kids, mm-hmm. which is I don't want to talk to you if I'm with my kids. I, that's their time and only their time. So yeah. then that, I've, there had a, I've been bristly at times now since. But in general, if I'm not with my kids, I think I'm – I'm just very used to it at this point, and I and I'm happy to talk to people. And I'm and I'm touched that people care about something we're saying. I got to say, it makes a big difference what people are talking to you about. Like if ever it's about the podcast, I'm delighted. Mm. Um, if it's about a movie I didn't write or have anything really to do with, I just said lines in front of the camera. <laughs> I have a harder time like, accepting uh-huh. that compliment. It wasn't really anything I did, so it's all very weird and just all muddled up in my own ego and self esteem on any given day. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Monica, has it? I, I, I imagine she's it's in as, the fun six after la, after phase. last yeah. night. I mean, yeah, it's um, it's very cool to know that people like it and people listen. Um, and then for me, that's like where it stops. Like I don't really process the extra adulation. I would say it's very hard to do. It's very weird. Like it's you know, it's so cool when you go out and everyone's cheering and it's amazing. But for me, it's amazing because. I feel that, oh, we're giving something to these people that, that they like, mm. but not, oh, these people like me, hmm. you know? But they do like you. Well, yeah, they do. Because they of like, oh, oh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In her exactly. Mind, they like me tangentially. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They do, but, it, but that's not the feeling that sticks. I think there's a know? safety mechanism in your head that goes, um, this is nice, this is nice, I'm grateful, and then stop right there or I'm going to be a dissociative megalomaniac. Like you can feel that to really, if you were to sit there and go like, oh my God, they love me. You've crossed into a zone that probably no human should ever feel. Even if that might even be objectively the truth. I don't think it's healthy to just go like, oh, everyone loves me. It's also, (laughs) it's also how different people perceive, I think love, which is a weird way to equate this, but I, you know, I like it when people acknowledge that I like worked hard mm. or I like something that I 
did. Same yeah. sort of same thing for you. And and so when they're just like, yay, right. I, I, I'm like, what? but what? Like, mm. what is it that you like? You like that we're one giving the, you something. So Monica like, doesn't yeah. know she's beautiful. It's one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're well, and so I think awkward. too, like with the podcast, <laughs> I think it's one thing to Chang-na. like, <laughs> I think it's one thing for someone to come up to you and say, like, I loved Crosby, uh-huh. Braverman, which uh-huh. I did. Uh huh. I, you and I spent my entire maternity leave together. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You we didn't did. know. You didn't know that. But but, it, but again, re- really quick, you 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 love Jason Kadams. But also, Jason no. Kadams created Crosby, and so it, when even when people say that to me, I'm like, I want to say thank you. But I also feel like I'm taking credit for something that I didn't do. But you still do, showed up. Is, and showed you up. created Crosby. He couldn't, if it was somebody else, it wouldn't have been the same character. You don't think John Goodman would have been the exact same Crosby? Well, that he would have, <laughs> yeah. Well, so my, po- my point is, though, that doesn't mean that I know you. Or, right, or right. like, mm-hmm. we have a connection that's reciprocated, even though I guess in the podcast case, it's also not reciprocated. But the point being... With the podcast, people feel like they truly know who you guys are. It's well, us real life talking. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, they totally do. Yeah. Um, now, do they have a real life relationship with us? They don't, but they do because they're spending a lot, hours of their day with us. Yeah. yeah. But we're not spending hours of our days with them. So, and it's important to for both of us to always remind ourselves of that when we're interacting. It's mm-hmm. like. They're new to us, but we're not new to them. So, yeah. you know, it just needs to be in the calculus. And we're in their most intimate moments. Like they're, when they're exercising, when they're in their car by themselves, when like they're when the they're in the, in the shower. Like taking it's, a dump. Yeah, truly. <laughs> I mean, that's how I listen to podcasts for the most part. So, so you know, when it's an actor situation, it's a movie where it's this very removed thing. TV is a little bit more intimate because you're in their house, but still there's that barrier. But the podcast, the mixture of it being in their ear in their most intimate moments and it being us really talking makes the I think the relationship feel very heightened mm. and very Yeah, you're not real. playing a character. Yeah, and you go no. deep and it's long. It's not like it's not a 15-20 minute or even like a 30 second commercial. This is a it's long a conversation. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle It's for a everyone. beat down. <laughs> it's a 2 hour. They're all like 2 hours. Yeah, is that They're at least 2 hours. hours. They're all they're kind of sometimes they're 2:30. That again comes from Monica and I's favorite podcast when we started was um waking up with Sam Harris and they're regularly two plus hours and we love all two hours so we're like we'll we'll just do what we like like let's make what we like to consume the first time I listened I was like oh shit this is two hours long like what are (laughs) they gonna talk about but how is that yeah what how are they breaking this down but what I didn't know was the and I should have is the fact check yeah which is definitely by far the most fun to listen to because you guys are just hilarious, but That's that adds all that time on the end, you know? So yeah. it's not like the interview is actually that long. Exactly. But, but the interviews also are, are, are they're always of, 90, are, they're yeah. 90 yeah. plus for sure. So yeah. many of them are too. And we hours. record them at two, most always. always and they get yeah. cut, they yeah. get cut down a yeah. bit. But we've done a couple that were like three and a half hours. Like, didn't we talk to Justin Long? God, three and when hours. I pull up that to edit, I'm just like, <laughs> oh. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What have we done? Because you were there and heard the whole thing yes, the first time. The first and time. then, yeah, it's hours more yeah, figuring but, out what to take out, I guess. You, or, you know what's weird? And I don't want to speak for you, but you don't hear it the first time. You, you, I it, do. It, you do? In a different hmm. way than you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't because I'm so um, 
kind of caught up in the thing and I'm I'm doing my best to kind of make sure it ends up somewhere interesting and it kind of crescendos that I'm I'm so busy that many of them I've listened to after Monica edits them so that I can actually just enjoy this person who I actually like a lot talk and I mm. have no nothing on my plate yeah. while I'm doing it and I'll, I and then I can just enjoy it so much. There's yeah. been a few where I was like I'll call Monica and go that interview was great and she's like yeah you were there and I'm like yeah. no no but I didn't know like <laughs> I can't believe how good Rob sounds or how, you know, whatever person yeah. we're blown away with. Often with the experts, too, because we interview a lot of professors yeah. and doctors and stuff. And so those I am feel like I'm sprinting, like I have to really keep up with them. Yeah. And, and I'm not really just soaking in as much as I'd like to what they're saying. Is that ever intimidating to interview someone who's truly absorbed in, you know, a particular field? It, I mean, it doesn't seem like it. Well, the and only you're just curious off by nature. Well. And <laughs> Most of it, not, um, because I make no claims about being yeah. a psychiatrist or anything. But you're just, you're just an armchair expert. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but I was intimidated to um, have Sam Harris on because I know if he wants to leave me at some point and then just <laughs> Take enter off. the stratosphere, yeah, yeah. I know I won't be able to keep up. Like at any moment, he could choose to floor it. And my whole thing going into that was like a mantra walking in. I was like, don't try to make him think you're smart. Don't try to make him think you're like, I had to really <laughs> don't try him, not don't to impress him because I knew I would shit the bed if I tried to like, <laughs> well, I'm as quick as you at this stuff. Yeah. Um, so my only, the whole interview ended, I remember just saying to Monica, like, I don't know how the interview was, but I'm just, I'm really happy I never did it. Yeah. I didn't try to make this. So you didn't do quick math smart. in front of Sam. <laughs> I don't. Fast well, math, I might have fast, fast math. math. I would do fast math against Sam. Now, that's yeah, that you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you feel comfortable <laughs> Probably with. the only thing I could maybe compete <laughs> with him on. How are we doing on time? We're about there. We're getting close. There. Okay. Well, I, I certainly enjoy y'all's podcast. Thanks. I think the long period of like the just the longer is great. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes when there's like twenty minutes. And then they get interviewed by somebody else for 20 minutes. It's all kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. and you can't really unpack it and like get to know the person. So, I, th I mean, yeah. that's my theory as to yeah, why. People run out of talking points at about a half hour. Like even if they came specifically to promote, promote some something. movie or something, right. no one has more than 30 minutes of material on that thing. So yeah. inevitably they'll start talking about stuff you've not heard maybe, hopefully. Yeah. 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 I have yeah. a really quick series we have some of rapid fire questions like round oh, robin yeah. no not round robin Rap yeah rapid, rapid fire, fire is a better way to describe it mm -hmm. if you're math. up for fast, it fast math yeah oh god yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have started asking all of our guests these questions um, toward the end of the show and if you don't like them you can just okay. say pass okay great uh, so sort of a mantra that the company <laughs> operates by piece of uh, shit <laughs> <laughs> no, we just hit no hitting allowed on our show <laughs> Um, I've we hated her ever since she got nominated for an Emmy. You fucking piece ah. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. That's I'm so sorry. That's why you get standing ovations. Yeah, because I right. get beat You're up. Right. She's the only. <laughs> she's the only. Let's Emmy make nominated. the world a safer place, Dax. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's an African proverb that we talk about at work, and it goes: If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So. Is it easier to go alone or together? I would say one of my big um, life goals is to resist going alone. I'm a big go alone, do everything myself type of person. And yeah, I end up somewhere all by myself. There's really, it, <laughs> then the whole thing becomes meaningless. So yeah, I have to fight that. That's my natural state of mind is to, Monica? Um, 
easier alone, but definitely, I, I agree with that quote hardcore mm-hmm. uh, it's it's more rewarding when you're in, on a team mm-hmm. and the and and through having a team process can be fun mm-hmm. if it's yeah. just you it's not fun oh, it might be getting done and... more efficiently but um you know the ultimate goal i have is just to enjoy process because the life the entire ride of life is yeah. the process right we've talked about how with other guests about how uh, when you're alone the lows are low and the highs are kind of low too oh yeah because mm-hmm. yeah, you have no one to celebrate yeah, with. yeah that's yeah. true um, what is one, just one belief you hold that you will never change or that will never change? Um, that a hat on the bed is bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Drives me crazy. It's the yeah. bane of my existence because I wear hats. Yeah. I think, um. Did you say a hat on the bed? He thinks yeah. it's bad luck. It's bad luck. I've never, Which, is that a thing? Only because he it was in a movie <laughs> called Drugstore Cowboy. <laughs> Uh, with Matt Dillon and my brother has it too and I th- we've figured out it was both from watching that movie and I don't know we bought into that it, it, and it irks me and I'm, I don't believe in anything I'm an atheist yet somehow I mm-hmm. think <laughs> bad news is on the horizon if I have that <laughs> yeah, hat on we're both really and superstitious I've, it, I've extended it yeah. to couches and just seats like anything you would sit on I don't want to have uh-huh. on that's fine mm. by the way I think you should revisit that atheist thing yeah because last night you talked about how at the age of five, mm-hmm. you know, you're praying and you're like, there's not a God. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody's listening. Yeah. You have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt and revisit that possibility. It's been 40 years since you made that decision. Well, I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's not like I, I said that and I was like, never going to think about that again. I certainly have considered it and I've been in 10 trillion debates about yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A higher power. And I'm, you know, in, I'm in AA, yeah, which right, you exactly. are required to um, be Founded open by to a, a higher Lutheran power. Lutheran minister? Yeah, Lutheran. Lutheran. Yeah. Not a minister. Yeah, it's a higher power. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, higher power. Um, but a, a higher power is so easy for me. It's been explained to me several different ways by atheists in the program, which is uh, something makes the sun come up and down, mm. and it's not me. Mm. Something's making the tides come in and out. It's not me. And it all continue after I'm gone. So I'm not that powerful. Yeah. There's a symmetry to this universe, the, the way gravity's holding every object in and we're all uh, spinning around and you can see that there's a symmetry to it. And when something disrupts it, it gets out of balance and then it rebalances and entropy. So all that stuff is all happening both in a universe level, it's happening here on Earth. And I can recognize when I'm in harmony with that balance and when I'm not. I don't need an all-knowing creator of that to recognize this the harmony in all of it. Or to join the flow of the harmony. And you I do don't have to believe there's an intelligent designer to all this. Hmm. But you do believe that there's a higher <clears throat> thing that's not you. Gravity's much higher yeah. than me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't believe, no, that there is a uh, all-knowing uh, being that created all this. And I don't even understand why that gives people comfort because it answers the question, how did we get here? But it doesn't answer the question, how did that being get here? So all you've That's done is true. you've created a much bigger, less solvable question. problem on top of the one that was supposed but to if, solve the first but if question. But God wasn't a mystery, then he wouldn't be the higher power. See, this is, no, this is all weird, I think, personally, rubbish, bad logic that the church has instilled to keep its sway over people. Here's the best one. You will talk to devout Christians and you'll say, what about dinosaur bones? What about the dinosaur bones that we know were here 100 million years ago? And they'll go, oh, (laughs) God put those there to test your faith in him. (laughs) And here's the exact analogy I'd give to that. That would be like me 
putting a birth certificate in my daughter's closet that I knew she would discover that says her parent, her dad's name is Mark Johnson, just to test if she really thinks I'm her dad. <laughs> I'm going to purposely lie to her on this document so she'll have to debate whether or not. I, what kind of fucked up parent would do that? What kind of psychopathic, twisted person would try to trick their offspring into thinking they don't exist? It's so fucked up and abusive that it makes sense to us. But what kind of all-knowing, all-loving being would create a scenario where you're constantly having to question their existence and also consciously misleading you away from them? That is bizarre to me. We are way off topic. No, we're bullseye <laughs> in the topic. We should have started with I was, this. But I, I was will like, say, what if dinosaurs do exist? I know. I, I don't <laughs> have Komodo a problem dragon? with dinosaur bones. Right. I love dinosaur bones. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm glad you're still thinking about it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, 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 you know, this topic comes up in everyone's <laughs> life all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's a popular one. My, my, you know, but my, I will just say, though, I have had a transformation in that I was more in the Bill Maher camp where I was on a mission to, um, uh, in, you know, hopefully get people to stop believing in this this fairy tale. Um, I think that's a waste of time and it's it's pointless. I, I am very against all religions and I do I will fight anyone any given day about the uh, the uh, the horrific history of every mm. single known religion. Um, I would never challenge someone on whether or not they feel God in their heart. If you feel God in your heart, you do. I would never try to convince you you don't. And we but were... I will tell you that that fucking book that was written 2,000 years ago was written by bozo humans with f tons of flaws and it's not, there's that's and not, the that's stories not in them are, are evil and failures. wicked and yeah. yeah yeah but there's also a recognition that there's a lot of benefit too oh yeah from yeah, religion yeah yeah I think we've evolved believing. there's a lot of proof that we've evolved to to, ne to, to want religion mm -hmm. and it's how we've been able to peacefully coexist in large groups before organized government so it served a huge purpose to us evolutionarily. Uh, this next one, I feel like I've heard you talk about working out in your basement and you take your girls down there with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is one activity you turn to when you need a reset? Uh, well, Monica and I have the same one. Interestingly, if I'm like depressed, it's a long, long walk. I, I rarely have I, uh, felt one way and then walked for a solid hour and then felt the same way at the end of that. I don't think it's ever mm. happened in my life. Yeah. There's something very cathartic about just walking and not feeling like you got to run or you got to like make it an exercise but you're just in a your brain can just really sort itself out mm -hmm. yeah, there's it's like a there's down. a biochemical component you're oh, getting yeah. some good biochemistry uh but also generally why you're upset is you're so trapped in your narcissistic world of your unmet wants that just being forced to observe the world around you for a solid hour helps, I think, break you out of your self-centered obsession. And you go, oh, there's a whole thing out here, I guess, that there's doesn't involve universe. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. I'm a spec. Mm -hmm. I find it having difficult conversations is much easier on a walk because mm. you're facing someone. There's this mm. battle. Whereas if you walk with someone side by side and you're giving them feedback or you're having a tough conversation, it's easier to walk alongside somebody. I mean, well, this is a big boy-girl thing. Like um, Wendy Mogul, who we had on as a childhood psychologist, um, she recommends that people who have boys don't try to sit and talk to their boys. Boys just in general don't just want eye contact. They don't want – so shoot baskets with them, go for a walk with them, something mm -hmm. that they can talk to you and not look at you is ideal. And then women love to look right into your eyes and talk. And I was raised <laughs> by a woman, so I'm really comfortable with it, but I think generally guys would rather just kind of – Yeah, yeah. 
be looking elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a fill in the blank. Don't sacrifice blank for blank. Mm. Don't sacrifice blank. It's really hard. For um, blank. It's so big. And you want the perfect I one, know, right? I you know. want the most poignant one. <laughs> okay, maybe don't sacrifice authenticity for mm. assimilation. Mm. Mm. I learned I like that, that the hard way. <laughs> I like that. Probably. You do you. I think when you're young, you think assimilation being part being just like everybody else is is what you're supposed to do is the only way to get uh, validation. And then the older you get, you realize the things that are actually interesting about you are the different things, the things that make you different and unique. It's really hard to realize that when you're young because um, everyone's trying to be the same thing. And it's a hard process to start understanding yourself and knowing like <clears throat> I – have something specific to offer that's different than Jane and Mary and mm -hmm. everyone else. I think, yeah. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stick with hers. That's a good one. Nice. Uh, last one. We are Muir, named in part as a tip of the cap to John Muir, who's our founding father of our national park system, naturalist, author, environmentalist. But he's M-U-I-R, right? M-U-I-R, yeah. I went yep. to Muir yep. Junior High. Yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was Margaret Muir. Anyways, yes. <laughs> a distant cousin yeah, yeah, of John yeah. Muir. <laughs> Margaret E. Muir. Um, so he is famous for penning the quote, the mountains are calling and I must go. Mm. So another fill in the blank, blank is calling and I must go. It's so easy for and me. And it can't be your it flight. Yeah, the, <laughs> uh, the racetrack is calling, mm. I must go. Oh. Right. Huh. That's much I know what yours me. is. Yours you is do? so easy. It is? Yes. The Shopping? Grove is calling Shopping, and I yeah. must go. <laughs> <laughs> Shopping, yeah. yeah. That's probably true. The Grove is calling. Sometimes you just got to go to the Grove. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go. Yeah. Got to shop it That's up. the Perfect. one area of Monica and I's life that we we don't cross at all. So I'll go like, what would you do this weekend? I just, oh, I went to here. I ate lunch, blah, blah, blah. It's always a clue. And I'm like, do you go to the Grove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the Grove. How long were you there? Not a couple hours. I'm like, what do you do there for two hours? I can't wrap my head around walking around there. I yeah. can't get out of there fast enough. As soon as I get there, I'm like, I, I got to get out of here. But I also realize about myself when I'm like really, when I need to shop, that it's not a good thing. That I'm in That you should go for a walk instead. I should. I yeah. really, well, I also, there's, I'm, I'm walking, walking there. Yeah, yeah I use it around. as a joint You're walking exercise. from shop to shop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if I need some control, if I'm feeling out of control, that's where my brain goes immediately. Many dollars later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know you guys got to get out of here. Last question. Yeah. We talk about uh, empowerment a lot. It's part of our mission statement. We call this the Empowerful Podcast. So we've mixed empower and full. Full being grateful, thankful, all the fulls. How would you define empowerful in your own lives? Um, I think um, I think every single thing uh, emanates out of your self-esteem is kind of my conclusion. It's like the foundation you're stacking every single thing on. So if you aren't feeling uh, good about yourself, um, nothing on the outside is going to really do that for you. And I think we all spend a lot of energy and time and 
and hoping it could work that way from the outside in, but I really think it works from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So um, I just think that's the most critical thing to focus on is, you know, what is your list of esteemable acts? Or how many of those have you done today? Uh, in my experience, if you've done a few of the things you know give you esteem early in the day, everything else is going to go a lot smoother. Mm -hmm. Did that answer the question? Yeah. Or did I just make, I answered the question I wanted to answer. You like wanted to say that at some yeah, point. I like that. So, yeah. No, no, no. No, that's good. Um, I, like I think it. it's um, like that's a really interesting combination of words because I think you need to feel grateful for all the things that's led you to where you are and the recognition that you didn't do that all by yourself and and lots of decisions made by people who you never met have led you there mm. and then the recognition that oh I'm lucky so I'm going to do something with this opportunity and take things into your own hands and not like wait for other people to lift you up yeah uh, and pass the yeah Buck. Share it. Baton. Yeah, baton. Yeah. Pay, yeah. It Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Yeah, like the great film, Pay It Forward. <laughs> I love it. I never saw it. Well, thanks yeah. for taking time out of your busy weekend in oh, Seattle. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for the gorgeous uh, yeah. mirror. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't wait to. Yeah, we'll have to do a left-handed camp cup next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although these are, these are, um, these are ambidextrous. Because they say well, we, the same thing on both yeah, sides. Yeah, the reason it's well, you just put it on one side. You don't have to yeah, do both sides. That's that's we can true. make it left-handed. Yeah. What's really funny? It's so arbitrary why they're even considered left-handed. Because Monica believes that the logo should be out. I don't necessarily even believe that that's I, where the logo should be. So we're just taking Monica's. I feel lead. you. <laughs> no, it, it is funny because I want the logo to face me when I'm drinking oh. my coffee. Yeah. But others. Oh, this it is to really interesting. Out. This no. is like <gasps> intrinsic versus extrinsic. Yeah. I need people to know what it's saying. I know what it's saying when I pick it out of the yeah I want everyone cupboard. to know I'm drinking the blue bottle mug exactly yeah. this is the deep. armchair mug yeah <laughs> well thanks for having us yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you great. Great so much to you both yeah. we are armchairies of yours <laughs> here in Seattle <laughs> armchair army Rooting well you we're on. meerkats I love you it. are yeah, yeah. Meerkats. yeah. a meeting of the meerkats and armchairs yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go alright thank you Take yeah Thanks for tuning in. We will see you on the next episode.